0: Alright, this is the uh, the Van Man Podcast. My name is Sam and I'm the Van Man. I have a very special guest that I'm recording today. Uh, my guest is my grandmother, Grandma Garrett. How are you? I'm fine. Good. <laughs> you ready for some questions?
1: Yeah, I'm Grandmother Maxine Jacobs Garrett.
0: Grandma Maxine. Okay. Grandma Garrett. I have you in my phone actually as Grand Garrett. Grand Garrett. Grand Garrett. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. My first question, how would you describe yourself?
1: Um, I'm five foot two. Eyes are blue. Um, I'm 92 going on 70.
0: Perfect. Sorry. I'm I'm Learning how to fiddle with these, that way we don't get an echo on the two microphones. That's a great description of yourself. How would you describe your personality?
1: Um, Loving, kind, generous,
0: uh, sweet, um, happy. I'd say you're a happy person. I think you're generally pretty happy. Okay. um, Do you have – I wanted to ask you – maybe to tell some stories from your life. Do you have a favorite memory?
1: At what age? Uh, Any age. Okay, let's see now. This uh, audio is going on to everybody.
0: Yeah, anyone.
1: Okay, let me see. Well... When I was eight years old, I lived in Sunnyside, Utah, which is a little mining town uh, east, southeast of here. And um, we lived next door to the chapel, which is just a one-room wood frame building. And it came time for me to baptize, to be baptized. So on the floor, there was a door that they opened up And the font was a hole in the ground. And to get there, I had to climb a ladder that was against the wall to go down in that water. And uh, I remember it was cool. And there were some leaves in the water. And um, that was just a memory that uh, my mother said, we're moving back to Salt Lake. You, do you want to be baptized in Salt Lake or here in Sunnyside? So I thought, well, in Sunnyside, and I just remember the font was a hole in the floor, and to get to it, you had to climb a ladder going down against the
0: wall. Was it just a couple of steps? I mean, it, it couldn't have been too deep, right? Well, it was, the, just, it was a font inside. It the was down, bottle. yeah. It was quite down.
1: It was quite far.
0: And that was because I had to I
1: had to dunk me under and i remember across the street we lived across the street there was mountains hills and every night you could open the door and hear the coyotes
0: howling (laughs) this tell me again where was this where did you grow up what city was it
1: uh one year we lived in sunnyside utah which is in carbon county
0: okay carbon County. just that one year okay and that was when you were eight? Eight. Do you have a memory, a favorite memory from when you were in high school?
1: Well, um, it was during the war, and we didn't go 12 years like they do now. We only went 11 years, and it was called the Articulating Unit, where you had two grades in one year. So they taught us the seventh and eighth grade in one year. So we graduated when we were 17, but you had the choice of staying one year longer. And the men that were on the football team or the basketball team or the athletics, they stayed another year. But the majority graduated at 17. And that was at South High School in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh,
0: How do you feel like you've, in in what ways do you feel like you've changed the most? Comparing yourself now to when you were you know, 16, 18, 20, what do you think you've, how, how has your personality changed? I think
1: people that knew me in high school wouldn't recognize me now. People change, you know, uh, just, they just don't recognize you. People just change over time, your appearance and and your voice and, and I don't know, people don't recognize you until you'd say I'm Maxine Garrett then they recognize you
0: and they go oh you're Maxine <laughs> they they get surprised
1: I went to a wedding and the girl said the bride said who are you I don't know you and I said we went on our missions together we went to school together uh, we taught school together and she still I said I'm Maxine Garrett she did she did recognize me
0: that's awesome. Uh, when did you meet Max?
1: I met him a week after he came home from his mission.
0: Uh, how was it?
1: Um, I was going with a fellow by the name of Jay Dell. And I we were just good friends. We'd been going off and on for a while. And he says, I have a friend that just got home from their mission. And Jay Dell and I were going to, on a canyon party, for the Uruguayan mission. And uh, J. Dale said to Max, why don't you get a date and come go with us? And Max says, I don't know anyone. I just got home from my mission for a week. So J. Dale said to me, can you get a blind date for my friend? And I didn't like to get a blind date for someone I didn't even know. But I says, I'll try it. I did ask one girl, luckily she was busy. And I said, just bring him along. And uh, so uh, we went and picked him up, and it was Max. That's how I met him. The three of us went on a canyon party up in the canyon Saturday afternoon.
0: So you were were on a date with this other guy, and Max was just tagging along? Yeah. And then you ended up dating Max?
1: Well, um, Max didn't... I didn't meet him until about three months later because, according to Max, I was this other fellow's girlfriend, so he didn't want to interfere. Right. And I just happened to be working part-time for the Improvement Era in the basement of a building. He was going to LDS Business College. Down the basement were all the lockers of the students. And he happened to pass by a door, and he looked in, and there I was. He just... He just happened to see me, and he stood and waited until I looked up and saw him. And it was just by chance that we met, or we never would have never would have met at all, never would have crossed paths.
0: So what you're saying is that blind dates work. <laughs> so for everybody who listens to this, they need to remember that they need to go on blind dates all the time because blind dates work, right?
1: Well, um, he wasn't my blind date, but he was just a date that came along.
0: That's awesome. I didn't, I don't think I ever knew that. I don't think I realized that you guys. Oh, and then
1: we start talking and he said, I'm going in the army for two years. And I thought to myself, I'm not going to get involved with him. He's going away for two years. Why should I, I'm in college. I'm in school. I'm dating. Why what's two years, you know, but we were acquaintances and we started writing
0: letters and you wrote letters for two years? We You just were pen pals? Well, files? almost
1: three, almost three and a half. Because he went away for two years. He was gone for a year. I finished college for a year. He was in the service for a second year. I went on a mission. He came home, and I was still on a mission. And he waited about six months for me to come home.
0: So it was two and a half years. Just letter writing. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Um, so
1: really, that's how I got to know him. Your letter writing, just writing letters, but when he would come home on leave for a
0: couple of weeks or something, we dated. You know, right? He'd come over and you'd say hi and, and yeah. spend some time together. We to went on, on dates. dates. Okay. Wow. What uh, do you remember? Your first kiss? With the two of you?
1: Uh no. But I do remember the last one, when I guess he was going away in the service and i wouldn't see him for quite a while because he was going away and i was graduating going on a mission and and he brought me up to my door of my house we said goodbye he turned around started down the steps he turned around and came back and he kissed me that's that was a memorable kiss and that to me was a kiss from heaven (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's so cute. That's awesome. Um, just a note for people who are listening to this. I've been fiddling with the the microphones to stop an echo. I'm going to stop messing with that now because I, I worry that the audio is getting messed up. But um, but we'll keep talking. So sorry if there's an echo for people who listen. Um, okay. Can, are you ready for the next question? Sure. Let's see. Um, just thinking back on your life and, um, you know, a lot of people that will listen to this will be my friends that are around my age. Um, can you give your advice to people my age? Uh, you know, what, what, uh, what do you think builds a happy life? What do you think is the key to a happy life? Um, being to compromise,
1: getting along with people. Uh, You can agree to disagree. And um, being accommodating, helping out people. Being true to yourself. You never want to tell a lie because it'll backfire on you. Uh, Just being true, being honest. Um, Friends are hard to come by. Once you get a true friend, why... uh, that's a jewel and if you have an enemy make them your friend that's president ronald reagan's advice make your enemies your friends
0: well i think that's great advice um i'm curious do you have besides grandpa do you have close friends that you've stayed friends with throughout your entire life um well one about uh
1: 64 years, it's a lady. Her name is Dorothea Dunham, and I call her Dory, Dory Dunham. And I taught her the gospel in the mission field. She's 100 years old and still alive. Wow. And we talk on the telephone maybe once or twice a year. A very dear friend.
0: That's incredible. That's really cool. And
1: then another one that I grew up with in my neighborhood, her name is Janice Benyon. And we'd talk off and on, keep in contact. And then, uh, here I go again. My friends, that uh, couples that we were in the mission field with in Ireland, there were four couples, and those, well, five, were the fifth couple. Of the other four, they've all lost their wa- husbands. So four single women, and I keep in contact with them because we have in common our missions.
0: Right, you were all companions together and served at the same time. So you've... And you served a mission when you were, how old were you, 22, 23? 23.
1: You had to be 23 to go on a mission when I was.
0: Okay. During my time. So you've been friends with them for almost 70 years now. Um,
1: no, because that was when I went on my mission. I'm talking about when Max and I went on a mission to Ireland.
0: Oh, okay. When was that? Was that, I guess, was that when you were about 50? Turn of the century. Turn of the century? So 20 years ago? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you've had those friends for the last 20 years. Okay. Awesome. Um, thinking back on your life with Max, uh, what are some of the things you love most about him?
1: Well, when I first saw him, I thought, tall, six foot one, dark hair, handsome, real handsome.
0: He is a good-looking guy, yeah.
1: Oh. And... Um, he was just good-looking. Uh, I didn't know him real well or anything, but his looks.
0: That was the first thing you, you that noticed you notice about you noticed about yeah. a person. Right. Um, what have you grown to love most about him in your time being married to him? What do you think are his best um, qualities?
1: He is the most selfless person you'll ever meet. He doesn't know the word I, me, and mine. It's us, we, and ours. He's very kind. He's extremely easy to get along with. And he's always doing things to please me.
0: Like what? What are some of your favorite things that he's done for you over the years?
1: Um, when we were first married, the first year, he brought home one red rose. And every year after that, he's added a rose so this coming August in 2022, it will be 64 red, 64 roses.
0: It's my favorite thing every year. I love coming over to the house when you guys have all those roses. It just fills up the place. <laughs> They're all over the place. That's a lot of roses. What 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 has been the, the key to a happy marriage for you guys? And You know, a lot of people are getting divorced early um, and stuff.
1: There's no perfect marriage. But because, because we're in this marriage for eternity, you make it work. You give and take. You don't sweat the the big things. You just uh, accept the person the way they are. You'll never change a person. You'll never change a person. And you learn to get accept the way he is, and you grow together. and You do things for each other.
0: Just constantly acts of service.
1: Yes, and do things to try and please them. Try and please them.
0: Okay. I think that's great advice. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for answering all these questions, too. I know it's a lot to think about all all at once because I didn't give you these questions to prepare.
1: Uh, The roses. and um, Oh, um, when he was employed, every day on his lunch break, he would call me on the phone. How are you doing? How are the kids doing? Do you need me to bring anything home from the store? And he would always check on me. And the other thing is, when we were married and eight kids, when he would come home from work, the first words he would say was, what can I do to help you? And, oh, there was a lot to be done. Fixing dinner, helping the kids and everything. Those were magic words. What can I do to help you?
0: What was the hardest part about having so many kids in a big family?
1: Well, there's no manual for raising kids. <laughs> you just, uh, I, I don't say it was hard because we had eight kids in 13 years. It was just a full life. You know, we were always busy with church. We were always busy with the kids and always
0: busy with school and, we were just constantly busy. Just staying busy with all the kids and all the different things they want to do. Um, do you think, uh, you would, is there anything that you would maybe do differently, raising kids or or differently in your life, if you could go back and change anything? Um,
1: my advice would be, I wouldn't want to go back. I, I wouldn't want to go back in life. Even if I knew what I know now, I would go back. I guess... Spend more time with the with your family, cause time passes fast. And when we Sunday dinner, when we're all sitting around the table on our Sunday dinner, I would always say, "Tomorrow you will be gone." Time goes by so fast; they grow up and they're gone. And yeah. so cherish being with the kids and doing things with the kids. The housework can can
0: can go. I think that's great advice, yeah, thank you. um is there a key to living so long? You two are both ninety two and you know a lot of your friends ninety two going, going on, on
1: ninety three
0: yeah
1: uh no, but I guess it was a gift uh it, it
0: doesn't hurt <laughs>
1: uh, he's in good health, and God, uh, my health is good, and no, I don't know I just it's a gift that we're together at this age. I have no idea.
0: That's interesting. There was
1: in the paper in the state of Utah, a picture of a couple that were the oldest couple in Utah. They were both 100 years old, celebrating their 80th anniversary. So they were married at 20. And he said uh, he has never raised his voice to his wife. That's good advice. And he said, all through our marriage, we tried to make each other happy, tried to do things for each other. That's good advice.
0: Yeah, I think that's great advice. Um, do you, I mean, having a lot of your friends passed away already and you guys are getting older, are you scared of death? Is that you know, something uh, you think about a lot?
1: Yes, because I've never had anyone die and come back and say, it. It doesn't hurt. There's, it's no, so I don't know what it's like to have my spirit leave the body. I know what I'm in for. I know what the next life is like. I know what this life is like. I know where I'm going. But I've never passed through the veil. You know, I've never had my spirit left the body.
0: That uh, frightens me. Not knowing just is scary. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, I think a lot of new things are scary. I mean, death being one of them. Um, but everything new is, you know, is going to be a little bit scary not knowing. Um, speaking of death and, and the afterlife, um, I, I, I mean, kind of using that as a segue into religion, how do you, what's the key to keeping a strong testimony throughout your life and being faithful?
1: Um. Always stay active in the faith that you're in, which is me, is always stay active in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. One thing is that we have always been temple workers for 20 years, working in four different temples, and supporting your church leaders, whether it's the stake, the ward, the stake, or our general authorities. Always supporting the president of the church, recognizing he's a president, and Never criticize anyone in their church calling because they're doing their best. And uh, just being active, that has helped our marriage.
0: Just staying busy with the church and staying on top of your callings and giving yeah, speeches and, and talks and sacrament meetings. Yeah, and, and um, working in the temple is a, a good, sweet experience. Do you remember a point in your life um, where, like, was there a specific spot in your life that you knew the church was true? Or did was that a testimony that kind of grew throughout your life?
1: No, I guess I was just born with a testimony because all through my life, I tried to do what was right. In other words, um, I always attended church. I always accepted church callings. And I tried to go as far as I could in the church being single. So, I went to the bishop, and at 23, I wanted to go through the temple, but I wasn't married or anything, and you could for a single girl. And that was as far as I could go, being single is going to the temple. And then the bishop said, would you like to go on a mission? And I hadn't even thought about a mission at that point. But... Progressing myself as a single person in the church.
0: So you think it was just important to do your growing on your own and grow as an individual before getting married? Do you feel like that was really yeah. key to your testimony? Mm-hmm. Interesting.
1: But I never, never doubted the church. I just feel like I always had the spirit of that it was true. It was. True.
0: Yeah, I love that advice because so many people are trying to get married so quickly. And I've, I've seen a lot of my friends, that's been a problem in a lot of cases. You know, they get married young and too early, and then their life changes, and all well, of a sudden... you
1: change, too. And if you get married in the temple, you got to remember that's an eternal marriage. You make it work. Right. Now, there are grounds for divorce, you know, murder, uh, infidelity. Of course, there's always forgiveness. And... uh I guess there are situations where it's warranted divorce. makes sense. I'm glad I'm not the judge. Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Let me think if there's any other questions. Those are all the questions that I wrote down. Do you have anything that you've thought of that, any advice you'd give to specifically to your grandkids and to your family?
1: Um, Just always stay active in the church. That's where your greatest blessings because everything you have comes from the lord everything your health your your the, the possessions that you have uh you could get in a car accident your car could be taken away you could have your house burned down these are material things but everything you have comes from the lord and you recognize that
0: oh, whoops i i've uh messed up that advice didn't i <laughs> What advice would you, would you give that same advice to me, or would you give me additional advice what What advice would you give me now in my life?
1: Well, the advice I give you I see you as you're a Mormon, but don't know it okay <laughs> because you have very good principles you're honest, you're kind, you're good, you want to serve your fellow man. that's Mormonism.
0: Yeah, in a nutshell, I mean, yeah, I think you're right. I think the, well, I think that you're right that Mormonism is just a church of service. Yes. Yes.
1: But uh, uh, the spirits there, you just don't, you just are not ready to light the fire again.
0: Well, thanks for the advice, Avery. But uh,
1: you have a very strong uh, ethnic personality, which is good. Which is good. You're kind. You're honest. You want to serve your fellow man. Uh, that's that's the church. That's Mormonism. Hmm. All you need to do is recognize that we have a prophet, President Milton. Okay. All you need to do is recognize the Book of Mormon's true. There's no big deal.
0: Okay, I'll think about that advice. <laughs> um, what advice do you have for me to get better at backgammon? You'll never beat
1: me practice
0: (laughs) i i hope even if i don't get as good at backgammon as you i hope i'm as good at smack talking as you are because you're pretty good at it (laughs) you have pretty teeth oh thank you appreciate it you're making me smile a lot this is a lot of fun um i don't want this to be too long have you ever worn braces oh yeah have you really oh yeah yeah, I had braces for a long time in really? in high school. Yeah, like 10 years ago.
1: Both? Up and down?
0: Oh, yeah. Braces. I had the the headgear that you wear at night. Really? I had everything, Maybe that's years. why you have
1: such pretty teeth.
0: I hope so. I hope I never have to have braces again. That was brutal. Um, well, how long did you wear them? Oh, two and a half years or something. Oh, that's quite a while. Yeah, it was quite a while. That and my contacts and glasses, but I don't have to have those anymore. So, yeah, just always wore those. Um well, awesome. That's all my questions. We did it. <laughs> Thank you so I'm much. I'm not through. Huh? I'm not through. Oh, okay. What else do you have? Perfect.
1: What is my hobby?
0: Oh, okay. What are your hobbies? Well, I just assume it was back yet. <laughs>
1: that's past time. My hobby is reading. I love to read. I'll read anything that's non-fiction. Oh, yeah. Whether it's wars, whether it's personality, auto, uh, person's autograph, uh, any adventure anything non fiction in other words a true story, and I also keep a record of um let's see what what would I say it is a record of uh what was
0: it honey the record of all the books you've read or no um uh, yeah um of remembrance. A book
1: of remembrance. That's what I want. Book of remembrance, like a journal. No, I keep a record of documents, baptisms, certificates, important events, weddings of all my children and me and Max and I. I I keep
0: that record up. Okay. You can. Do you consider that a hobby? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. And uh, I keep up our record of our. Uh, we call it our missionary map of all the grandchildren who got on missions. Right, of course. I keep a record, or keep a picture of all of our grandchildren. And uh, oh, I guess that's it.
0: I'm curious about the books. Do you have um, favorite books or books you'd recommend to people?
1: Well, I like David McCullough's books. He's published about 12 and I've read them all.
0: What are they? I've never heard of them
1: um he's just a good author a good writer uh he does a lot of research and and he writes like you're right there in the story and he's written about the uh, brooklyn bridge about floods um he's written about presidents of of the united states and he's just a good good i just like him david mccullough
0: david mccullough okay any other books any other ones that you'd recommend? What what book would you recommend I read?
1: Um, I think the word is Adventure by, uh, oh, what's his name?
0: Starts with an S. Is a book called Adventure? Yeah. I'll look it up. Yeah. It sounds like my kind of book. <laughs>
1: uh, you'd really
0: love that. You'd really love that. Okay, I'll read it. I'll read it uh, before I, before I come back and play Backgammon again. <laughs> I'll make sure I at least read the book. Uh, oh, What's his name?
1: I can't. It's right on the tip of my tongue, and I can't think about
0: it. It's okay. Don't worry. Well, what else do you have? Do you have any other things that you'd like to talk about?
1: Uh, yes. I want my narrator to know that I love him.
0: Love you too. Thank you so much. <laughs> Appreciate it. uh, I'm worried about this being too long because otherwise it'll be hard to upload and stuff. But love you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.